you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we are studying the first 14 chapters of the book of Acts in a study entitled The Power of the Holy Spirit Through the Churches. During this study, we will observe how the Holy Spirit worked through the churches in Jerusalem to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. So, grab your copy of the Winter 2022-23 through 23 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson for December 25, 2022 is entitled, Persecution Because of the Gospel. It comes from Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 14. The key verse is, This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Acts chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. The Application The student will learn to expect persecution when the gospel is proclaimed. Seeking the Context Our Lord Jesus Christ warned us, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. John chapter 15 verse 20 The Apostle Paul also warned, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. 2 Timothy 3.12 The Apostle Peter added, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. 1 Peter 4.12 Although it may be hard to accept, we must expect persecution when we follow Christ and proclaim his gospel. But why? Why does God allow the righteous to suffer while the wicked prosper? This question is as old as Job. Why did God allow Job, whom he had described as a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil, Job chapter 1 verse 8, to suffer at the hands of Satan? As we continue to read Job, we find out that Job learned that he was not as righteous as he thought he was. Job said, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer thee? I will lay mine hand upon my mouth. Job chapter 40 and verse 4. Suffering can bring out of us what we do not want to admit. And suffering can produce in us a stronger and purer faith. The Apostle Paul cried out to God three times to remove his thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan that buffeted him. But the Lord did not remove it. What Paul learned was that this thorn was given to him to keep him humble and to teach him to depend on God's grace. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7-9 through 9. Persecution can strengthen our faith like nothing else can. In multiple places in the Bible, we are told that we are blessed shall be rewarded and are made better because we are persecuted. Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 and 12, Luke chapter 6, verses 22 and 23, Romans chapter 5, verses 3 and 4, James chapter 5, verses 10 and 11, and 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 14. The apostles and the Jerusalem church suffered persecution because they preached the gospel. In our lesson today, we shall see how God used this persecution to strengthen his people 
and to spread his gospel. Can you describe a time when you were persecuted because you shared the gospel with someone? Searching the text. Number one, persecution arises. Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. And as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in, in hold unto the next day, for it was now evening time. Peter and John were confronted by persecution for their preaching the gospel and put in prison. Persecution would eventually affect the entire Jerusalem church, causing some of them to have to flee Jerusalem. Acts chapter 8 verse 1. Why did God allow them to be persecuted? Did he not want them to preach the gospel? Would it not shut his work down? This persecution, instead of hindering the spread of the gospel, became a catalyst for it. It did not shut them up, but instead they went everywhere preaching the, the word. Acts chapter 8 verse 4. The Lord used the persecution of his preachers and the Jerusalem church to send the gospel into all the world. Churches sprang up in the regions of Judea and Samaria because of persecution. Acts chapter 8 verse 5, chapter 9 verse 31. The Lord took the devil's devices and turned them upon his head. It just might be that God will use persecution in our day to do the same. These persecutors were the same people who crucified the Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 4 verse 10. The Lord said that those who persecuted him would persecute his believers. Sadly, they were the religious leaders of the Jews who should have been leading the Jews to the Savior. But they were more interested in political power than people's souls. They were threatened by Jesus and his followers and felt that they might lose their standing with Rome if they were not silenced. Persecutors of God's people feel threatened by them. When we preach the gospel, it automatically brings conviction of sins. It tells people of eternal punishment in hell, and they do not want to hear it. It scares them, and sometimes these lost people lash out in fear against God's messengers. They may also strike in, in jealousy. The Bible tells us that Cain killed Abel because his works were evil and his brothers righteous. 1 John 3.12 How are we persecuted today? In some places, Christian lives are still threatened, and Christians are thrown in prison. In other places, the persecution is not so violent, but still Christians may lose their job or friendship because of their stand for their faith and proclaiming the gospel. If we are being persecuted for the cause of Christ today, God has a purpose for it, although we may struggle to see it. Can you describe a time when God used suffering in your life to advance the gospel? Number two, persecutors question. Acts chapter four, verses four through seven. Howbeit, many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men were about 5,000. And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. 
And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what means have you done this? When trouble comes our way, especially when it is because we are doing our best to serve the Lord, we might get down and discouraged. But always remember that God is doing something very important all the time in our lives. Even when we are persecuted. Verse 4 makes any and all persecution worth it. 5,000 souls were saved because of the preaching of the gospel. We may not be able to say for sure that the persecution aided in the salvation of these souls, but it often does. If it takes our being persecuted to lead the lost to salvation, then it is worth it. Paul explained to the Philippian church how his imprisonment in Rome furthered the spread of the gospel. Everyone in the palace had heard that Paul was imprisoned for preaching the gospel, Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. It is no coincidence that later in Philippians, Paul's greeting included those of Caesar's household, Philippians chapter 4, verse 22. People of Caesar's household had been saved because Paul had been imprisoned. Paul also explained to the Philippians that many had grown confident and much bolder to share the gospel because of his imprisonment. Yes, some were preaching Christ with envy and strife, likely referring to those who spoke negatively of Paul and his imprisonment. Others preached Jesus with pure motives out of love. However, Christ was preached. Paul rejoiced that Christ was preached. Philippians chapter 1 verses 14 through 18. Even in prison, being persecuted for preaching the gospel, God used Paul to further the preaching of the gospel. Can he not do the same with us? Peter and John were released from prison, and their persecutors asked them a question. By what power or by what name have you done this? Acts chapter 4 verse 7. What a great question to ask, and it did not take Peter long to be ready with an answer. Later, when Peter wrote about being persecuted, he said, But sanctify the Lord God in your heart, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. How might God be using the troubles in your life to increase your faith and enable you to share the gospel? Number three. The persecuted answer. Acts chapter 4, verses 8 through 14. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deeds done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. 
Peter was ready with an answer because he had sanctified the Lord God in his heart. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and ready to speak. The Lord had told him and the other apostles earlier, And when they bring you unto the synagogue and unto the magistrates and powers, take, take you no thought how or what things ye shall answer or what ye shall say. For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Luke chapter 12, verses 11 and 12. The Holy Spirit filled Peter with the right answer for his persecutors. How does this work for us? Are the answers we need just dropped into our mouths ready to speak? The answer is no, but the Holy Spirit can give us the answers in the inspired word of God. The Bible is full of answers for the persecutors and the scoffers. We need to be ready with those answers by knowing what God's word says. The persecutors asked Peter and John, by what power, by what name? Acts chapter 4 verse 9. Peter answered straightforwardly, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, verse 10. It was also by his power that the lame man of chapter 3 had been healed. Peter was bold with the truth and pointed an accusative finger at this group, reminding them that they had crucified Jesus. Yes, this could have gotten him stoned, but for Peter, it was more important to preach Jesus than to save his life. Peter's answers must have pierced the hearts of these Jewish leaders. They probably thought they had rid themselves of the problem of Jesus when they crucified him. But what they seemed to ignore was that this same Jesus was resurrected on the following Sunday. Remember how this same group tried to cover up the truth of Jesus' resurrection? When soldiers came to them telling what happened at the tomb, they gave these soldiers a large sum of money to lie about it and say that his disciples stole the body in the night. Maybe this was still rumored on this day, but Peter told them the truth about the resurrected Jesus. I think deep down in their hearts, they knew the truth, but just did not want to accept it. Peter quoted Psalm 118 verse 22, giving us the example of using God's word to answer our persecutors. He made it clear that these Jewish leaders were the builders who rejected the chief cornerstone, 1 Peter 2 and 6. In rejecting this stone, they had also rejected the only way of salvation. There is none other name but Jesus by which people can be saved. Today, the fact that the only way of salvation is through faith in Jesus Christ is very unpopular. If you are bold enough to proclaim this, you will likely be faced with persecution, or at least an argument. The many ways to God theory is becoming more and more common. According to the Bible, it is just not true. There is only one way. Peter had given them a firm and definitive answer, and they could not counter. They marveled at the boldness of Peter and John. They recognized that Peter and John had been with Jesus. They had seen Jesus Christ in them. Furthermore, the formerly lame man of chapter 3 was standing, yes, standing with them. They were left with nothing to say. What are the answers you have ready for those who ask of the hope that is within you? Setting the Application it is hard enough to witness for the Lord. It makes it even harder when we will likely face some type of persecution when we do. 
may be fear of making someone mad, losing relationships with family and friends, and even losing your job are reasons you may be reluctant to witness. I can certainly understand this, but it is no excuse with the Lord. It is hard to tell the truth when the truth hurts, but it is the best thing we can do. Put it in eternal perspective. If a lost person does not receive Christ as Savior, then he will die and spend an eternity in hell. What do you fear more, the lost person being mad at you or the lost person spending an eternity in hell? If you fear the latter more, then you will tell the lost about salvation in Jesus Christ. How can you find the courage to witness to someone who may become mad at you for witnessing to them? Thank you for joining us in another lesson in the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue going through Acts 1-14, through 14, observing the power of the Holy Spirit through the churches. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.